The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Ecclesia, this is Pastor Chris, and I get to preach and share with you from the Colombia-Venezuela border. It has been two years, two of the longest years, since we've been international. As we've been saying in Spanish while we're here, regreso con venganza, we're back with a vengeance. It feels amazing to be reconnected to our friends and our partners, and you need to know today, being back here, it, it's kind of a declaration. In the, in the Bible, you'd lay down an Ebenezer, a rock to remind you what God had done. And today we're, we're announcing, like we think it's a different world. Um, we're ready to be back. We're ready to be back serving with our people. The last two years has been hard and challenging. And yet for many of us, beautiful things have happened. I've gotten time with my kids that I wouldn't have had. I've had opportunities to thrive in a new relationship and see God bless me in ways that I didn't anticipate. At the same time, most of us would say, let's don't ever do this again. And uh, what I can tell you is we look forward. We're looking forward to a future that says we're back together at church face to face. I'm going to tell you more about that. Uh, we're going to be back serving all across the globe, being generous. And we've been in a series looking at the life of Joseph. Now, I got to tell you, I love this guy. I, I love him for a lot of reasons. I love him because I relate to him. I, I see the places that he's been through hard things. I mean, hard things. If your brothers think about killing you, I mean... I'll have to look at your personality and think, maybe I'm being a jerk. I mean, they actually thought about killing me. They decided not to kill me and instead just sell me as a slave. I mean, if your brothers hate you that much, it's got to make you wonder, like, am I a jerk or what? what's going on? And Joseph, clearly, there were times he was a jerk, but he figured it out and he ended up as a slave in Egypt. And by the way, during this sermon, you're going to hear cars and motorcycles. I, I actually want you uh, to feel immersed in the Venezuelan border, when you walk across the bridge over here and you see people coming over just to try to get basic necessities, people that are struggling. I love it here because I love the Venezuelan people. I love the Colombian people, our partners here that are serving as well. And God's up to something really beautiful. And for Joseph, Joseph, the reason I love him, it's like an ESPN documentary we're watching in the Bible of this guy who's just a fighter. He just keeps going and going and going. And he'll get a setback. And, and he decides not to blame the people that, that messed him over, that failed him, uh, that falsely accused him, that he ends up in jail and yet he ends up running the jail. And as we get to the end of this story with Joseph, we get to the sweet part. Um, and it, it relates to our place in life as well. If I, if I had a title for this sermon, it would be after the hard days. Like what do we do after we get through the hard days? And I got just a couple of lessons for you. Uh, that I want to remind you, and, and this is part of the beauty. What we learn is that when we get through the hard days, that those who are wise will have the opportunity to be generous. 
If you've been wise, and Joseph was wise, what we learned because of this dream that Pharaoh had, Joseph was able to lead the, the superpower of that day, Egypt, to be moderate in the way that they lived in a time of abundance. They started to save and hold back. Jacob and his sons, Joseph's brothers, they all came to Egypt because they were out of food. They went to the one place that had food, why? Because Joseph was smart and they lived within their means. Ecclesia, this is the lesson for us. It's the difference between the American way and the Jesus way. And this is the American way in short summary. Spend more than you have, live above your means. Put it on credit. If you want it, get it. And get things that represent status and symbol. The Jesus way is the opposite. It's much more like smart, wise immigrants live. They say, if we don't have it, we won't spend it. And in fact, we're gonna save, we're gonna make investments. And this is the thing, Ecclesia, our church on the whole, we've been those people. We've been people that have said, we're not gonna overspend. We're, our, our buildings aren't a monument to anybody's ego. They're simple, they're smart. And so, because we didn't have any debt, and we are in a good place. We've been able to keep being generous with our partners all across the globe. And now we're entering into a new season. And my call to you is to say, will you continue to live below your means, to make giving to the church and the work that we get to do to feed people here and care for people and educate kids and do all the things we're made to do. It's, it's what we do, it's, it's what makes us us. That we, we love all people and that we can't imagine a world in which we get to have abundance beyond abundance and know that we have people that we love, friends and neighbors in Venezuela particularly, that literally can't feed their kids. For us, we just know there's no reason to be a church if we can't do that. And so we're finding ways to ramp up our generosity here because the need is so beautiful. Let's embrace Ecclesia the Jesus way. And then part of what I love in this story with Joseph is that we're reminded that reunions, if you've lived through hard times and we've lived through hard times recently, these last couple of years have not been easy. But when you live through hard times and you're disconnected from your people, reunions are sweet. I wanted to show you one of my favorites. This is one of my favorite reunions. Literally, I could watch these airport videos of military families that reconnect or military families that have been separated and the kids come back. I'll show you one of my favorites here. Ecclesia, isn't that beautiful? I, I literally, I could watch those videos all day. I, I was picking somebody up from the airport once at a time that a military convoy must have come in and it was just family member after family member that was meeting their spouse or their child or their boyfriend or their girlfriend. It was just beautiful. Reunions are sweet. I gotta tell you about the people we've been reunited with this week. Mauricio and Isabelina are the pastors of La Frontera Iglesia. They're amazing. They're beautiful people. And they have led this church, this church that, as Mauricio said, that our church is a part of inviting them in to live in an abundance mindset. Um, it's a small church. They would have considered themselves a poor church, but they realize that none of us are poor if we're in the faith. 
and they, they took some risks. Uh, they, they got a building over close to the border and they just started to care for Venezuelans. And you know what? God's just blessed them and he's given them what they need and we're a part of that story. And Mauricio uh, celebrated his 46th birthday on the day we got here and we got to throw a party. And I gotta tell you, when we all get to heaven, Mauricio's mansion's gonna be way bigger than mine and all of yours. We're gonna wanna go to Mauricio's place because he's loved Jesus so well, he's gonna have the best place in heaven. And today, we got to celebrate him. Really, a beautiful party. Uh, our sister Paula helps run uh, the kitchen and the school for kids here at the border. And Paula is beautiful and smart and dynamic and she's super hardworking and we love her. Our friend Juan David, leads a team of missionaries here that just serves people. Uh, he's amazing. I, I can't even tell you how good it felt after more than two years to be back embracing these brothers and sisters. I gotta show you a clip of the party. Our friend Marcelo, Marcelo helps us in leading our work all over Latin America and specifically as pastor of La Misión in Buenos Aires, one of our partner churches. We've been feeding uh, his community as well during this pandemic. And Marcelo recently got married. God gave him a beautiful Brazilian wife. She loves him, I'm so happy for him. And we got to celebrate Mauricio's birthday and Marcelo and Susie's wedding. And then it did what it does in Ecclesia style. We, it turned into a real party. Amazing food and great wine and amazing friends. I wanted to show you as we turned it into literally a karaoke party. Uh, the only little boy that speaks some English, and he's super proud of it too. He goes to a bilingual school. When you get here, we're solo Espanol. Uh, but this little boy, he, he speaks some English, and he decided to sing the only song that night. Uh, if you see footage of me singing Guantanamera, uh, don't watch it, okay? Don't watch it. Other than that, uh, Ramon crushed a really great song. We had everybody singing, and this boy, Ivan David, check him out, uh, channeling the Beatles. Ecclesia, don't you love that smile? I'm telling you, that kid, he knew he was a part of a reunion. And this is what I want to announce to you. We're about to have our own reunion. I'm calling it Ecclesia Homecoming, and it's starting on March 6th. This is what I want you to do. They're telling us things are better. Pandemic numbers are down, COVID's down. It's time to be back in the building at the same time. Some of you have been back uh, once a month. You've been back every now and then. We have yet to have a time that we've had everybody together. So at 9-11 on the west side and 9-11 downtown, on March the 6th, that's the date, March 6th, we're gonna have our first homecoming service. We're starting a new series uh, on a book called Thirsting for Living Water. Mike Mantell has written a great book and it's an invitation to look at our own stories in light of Jesus' stories. It's gonna be uh, a Lenten story and you're gonna love it. So I'm gonna pray for you now. We're gonna share a little bit more in this service and I'm gonna ask you to be a part of our homecoming. And in doing so, 
we're going to commit to be these Jesus people that live simply so that we can be generous. And I want to invite you to just make the church and what we do together a priority. We're looking to have 250 uh, Ecclesia members over the next year that will automate their giving so that we can make a plan for how we share what God's given with us all across the globe. There's no church like it, Ecclesia. I love you. Your generosity is inspiring. And I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna ask you to be back on March 6th and throughout this series. We're getting back to our new normal and I believe our new normal is gonna be better than our old one. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for the work happening in Venezuela. I thank you for these beautiful, beautiful people. I thank you that we have the opportunity to be generous and kind and to serve and to love. And so when we see a brother and sister in need and we offer food and water, we know that we're literally feeding Jesus. That's what Jesus told us in the scripture. And so Lord, help us to do that well, to live generously, to come back to church, to be together, to raise our kids in a way that says, we want to embrace a faith that's radically generous. I ask for your blessings today on your people and our future together. In the same way that you blessed Joseph and you gave him the opportunity to reconnect with his father and his brothers long before his father passed, I ask you to bless us today. May we see hope for our future. We pray this together and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Good morning, Ecclesia. My name is Ramon, and I, I get to serve here on staff as an executive pastor, which is probably code for can't preach. <laughs> but here we are. Um, and the reason why we're here, or I'm here, you're here because you came to hear good preaching, but I'm here because I got to spend some time on that trip, and I've had the opportunity to lead some of our efforts overseas and be at the Colombia, Cucuta border around five or six times over the last three years. I've been a part of this Ecclesia community for the last 10 years, and I've been on staff for almost four. Um, and as I hear Chris call us out and invite us and put out this word of a, of a homecoming, immediately what comes to mind is what have been some of my most remarkable experiences as I've journeyed with you, with people that have been a part of this community. And I want to start by this one, by the Cucuta Venezuela, we've met so many great people there at the border, and you've heard Chris talk about it. I want to tell you from my vantage point what that has meant for me and what I've seen over there. Over the last three years, we've been able to partner with them and the work that they've done, because they let us do some of the work with them, because they're the ones that are doing the work. We've, we've been able to bring resources, and we've been able to equip them to be able to do things that are unmanageable. They've been able to cook out of a small kitchen that we were able to build with them over 250,000 meals over the last three years. This time around, we had the opportunity to see the school that they've put together. Let me explain how that works. They got about 80 kids that are coming to school from Monday to Friday during the mornings, and they're getting love done, they're getting meals, and they're getting some schoolwork done. Kids that otherwise are not having anything to do during the day for whatever reason. Another highlight in my tenure here takes me back to about a year almost to the date. Uh, some of us got pipes broken in our homes because the winter freeze hit us. And we were the answers to some prayers. If you Google this, you'll find that they're talking about you. They're talking about this church. 
We ran out of plumbers here in the city of Houston, but we figure out a way to get plumbers from somewhere else. And it was a logistic nightmare if you were on staff and we're doing that project, which was me and two other people. <laughs> but the stories when you read this, it's like it makes it all the worthwhile. It is a church that would want to invite people into homecoming. If I take it a few years back, we go back to Harvey. And when Harvey hit, we put two lists together. I wasn't on staff at that point. Do you need help? It doesn't matter if you come to Ecclesia. Do you need help? Can you help? And groups of people, we went out there and we did gutted homes. Over 600 homes, they say. I, it felt like more. <laughs> we were there for weeks, committed. And then after we did gutted homes, we stayed the long course with about 50 or 60 families helping them rebuild their homes. After Harvey hit here, not long after, El Huracán Maria hit Puerto Rico, which is, which is home for me, born and raised. And I poke at the bear and I said, Chris, I'm pretty sure we could do something over there, right? I mean, we can come be witnesses that if God is at work in Houston through a disaster, he can be at work over there. So we put some resources together and we partnered with locals in ways that I didn't think it was, it was possible. So why do I mention this highlights? For me, it is important to share what I think God has done in and through this community as we consider this idea of inviting you back into the saddle, huddling back. That's how it felt for us to go back after two years and spending some time with our partners down there. Like, yes, God is still at work. He has been at work during the pandemic and we pivoted and we figure out different ways in which to show up. And now that we're hoping the pandemic we're with some ways behind us, what does that mean for us? How do we get back into this invitation that God has laid out for us to join him in his mission, in his redeeming work? Over the last few weeks, if you've been here or if you've been watching online, we have been talking about the book of Joseph. And I would like to highlight some things that we learn from the book of Joseph, hoping that some of that resonates with you. And then you see the ways in which Joseph responded, hoping that you consider that regardless of where you're at in life right now, it comes back to how you respond to that. So if we can get a slide up there that summarizes sort of like what the roller coaster life that Joseph had from being a dreamer, that, that's favorite, to being kidnapped by his brothers, being sold as a slave, to then getting to be promoted and being a pro property manager, then being wrongly accused and thrown in prison, to then somehow becoming the leader of the land in a time of crisis. You might be in one of those in life, and while you might not be literally in prison, or you might not be literally the governor, you might be in a high, or you might be in a low season of your life. And what I want us to remember is something that Sean, Pastor Sean, mentioned a few weeks ago, that some of the circumstances, some of your circumstances, you cannot control them. But you and I can decide how we show up. So again, as we consider this invitation into a homecoming, into getting back into the saddle, I share with you some of the things that we believe God has called us to do, a glimpse of, to, into like, who is this community? 
And if you've been around, you've probably been a part of those things. If you're new, I'm hoping it serves as a window into what type of weird community is this? Well, it's that. It's a community that feels called to be the local and the global church. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. What does matter is how you decide to respond regardless of your circumstances. Pastor Mike last week framed it with a different question. He put it more practical. He kind of like tried to brought it home for us. He was talking about his, his start, the beginning of his journey, his faith journey. He started at Ecclesia, and he didn't know exactly what was next. So he, he pondered this question. What is the next faithful step that I can take in this journey? And there are no arrows here in the building telling you, like, what's next? So I'm hoping that I'm able to break down a few of those alternatives for you. Because as I mentioned, as we talk about this homecoming, and like God is at work, and God is inviting you into his redeeming work into this world. God is inviting you into community. For some of you, I'm thinking something, something triggered, because the Holy Ghost has been working something in you, and you kind of know what's next. But there might be a few others that, I am not sure, like, I'm going to need a little bit of help here. You get me on Sundays and like, oh, I barely make it. So I'm hoping to lay out a few opportunities in which you can respond to this invitation that Chris has called it a homecoming. And I'm hoping this does not come off as an infomercial, like we are in the need to sell you something or sell you into an idea of something. Because the testimonies that we usually get when people decide to jump in sounds something like this. Well, I thought I was coming in my high horse and I was going to bring all the gifts and all the energy and all the resources that I have for the sake of all those that needed it. But you know what happened? I actually got more out of it than I could have ever brought. So this is not an infomercial to try to get you to buy onto something that we're trying to do as a church. This is an invitation for things that we believe are very practical, that will be very helpful for you in your walk of faith, to answer to the invitation, to the call that God is putting out there for all of us. If you've been around, you've had the opportunity to be a part of some of this. And maybe the pandemic hit and you've disconnected and you have the opportunity today to jump back in. So the first one that I want to highlight is you can come and volunteer our, our children's spaces. You can come and join the efforts that many volunteers faithfully come and do every so often. And we'll figure out, it can't be here every Sunday, that's okay, let us know that, we'll figure out a way. We've seen so many relationships blossom from people that have come with their gifts and volunteer with our children. The next one that I want to highlight is you can come and be part of our hospitality team and serve at Paper Co. And you go out there and you ask for Asher and he might give you free coffee. He may not, depend on the mood he's in. <laughs> but if you tell him you're going to volunteer, he probably will give you a shot at something. The next one that I want to highlight for us, we have a feast, we have a lunch that we do every Sunday at 1 p.m. And 
We were here a few weeks ago. We highlighted the work that Manny gets to lead us in. So you can come and help set up. You can come and help us stare down. You can come and serve a meal and then sit with some of our brothers and sisters. So you can come and join and volunteer with any of those. It's a very low entry bar. You can come and do that. And if you don't like it, you can always step out, but give it a chance. Could this be the next faithful step for you to take into this idea of getting back in the saddle? We've mentioned another one, and we do it every week. You can join with your giving. It is only, as Lucio said, because of the generosity of people like you that we are able to go and do those things that we... We're celebrating. So there are different ways and you can give. And the last one that I want to highlight today, and I want to, I want to stop here for a second because there, there's a time window for this one and we do not want you to miss the train on this one. We have groups that we're going to start. And because some of us are just nervous to get into a group of people that we don't like, if we're going to like, we're going to give you a way out because we're going to make it just for five weeks. You get lucky, you'll like them, and maybe you'll develop a relationship there that will be everlasting. So there's a barcode, there's a website. You might not be ready to make that decision today. If you take a picture of that, you are not committed. Yet. So, we want you to consider, could this be the next faithful step in your personal journey? To come into community with other people. So this is how the next step for this will go. Next Sunday at 5 p.m. over here and on the West Side campus, we'll have, a, we'll have a meet and greet. There will be food, if that is something that it is enticing to you. We will feed you. Hack, I'll get Asher to give you coffee. Come and join us and hear a little bit about what this is about. And we're hoping we'll be able to introduce you to some people and those people will become a part of a group that you will do for the next five to six weeks. And there is a resource that it's a book. And hopefully you'll gather around the table and celebrate, have a meal together, and have meaningful conversations and start developing meaningful relationships with people here in our community. As we consider this idea of homecoming, I wanted to remind us of who we have been, what are the things that we have done, who do we believe God has called us to be. And I want to remind us through the life of Joseph, it doesn't matter the season that you're in, you can choose how to respond. So we're, we're laying out there the invitation for you to join. The invitation is open for all. And as we head into the invitation into the table, as we head into communion, I'd like to share just one story and unpack a little bit more about this trip that Chris mentioned. As I took a step back, it was amazing. I mean, words and pictures and videos, they do not do justice of how great a time we had with our partners. As I took a step back and kind of like considered what was happening, I felt like I was getting a glimpse into a heavenly moment. And this is what I mean by that. When I look at some of the people that were there, it somehow brought everything that I've talked to about here to full circle. If you can get a few of the pictures, this is, I mean, it just looked amazing. But even more amazing was the people that were there. So I want to I tell you a bit about 
Pastor Félix and Pastora Enerzi. They traveled 27 hours to meet us there. We wanted to bring every pastor that we've met from Venezuela, which is about 40. Couldn't do it this time around. So we brought a few. He was one of them. And if you haven't heard the situation in Venezuela, it's quite dire. Yet you hear this man who is a bivocational pastor speak about what he is doing. And it's just infectious. It's just challenging. Regardless of where he's at in life, he was there with us feasting together. Then I looked at Marcelo, who, Mauricio rather, who was across the room, his birthday. And I look at him and I'm saying to myself, he should be having compassion fatigue by now. Because he's been doing this for about five years. They believe they've served over 75,000 Venezuelans in that time span. And they're a small local church. And there he is, feasting, celebrating the good work of the Lord in and through their lives. And then I look out at the, at the couple, at the happy couple, Argentine and Brazilian. If you know anything about football, you know this is a miracle. <laughs> In Argentina, the situation, it's also dire. The peso, it keeps going down and down. And this is Marcelo celebrating his bride, witnessing what the Lord is doing in their community, thinking creatively and strategically on how to use the resources that God has brought up for them to keep on doing God's redeeming work in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And last but not least, the hospitality shown by our Oh, so eager, I would want to translate for you guys on Sunday morning church. And just seeing blossom and thrive. And as he translated, Pastor Chris, as he addressed the church community, I look at these stories, and we had many. We had a Mexican, we had a Puerto Rican, we had a gringo in there. And we feasted together in a way that reminded me that we are all invited to this redeeming work. That regardless of the circumstances, the invitation, it's open to each of us to join in his mission and to feast and to mourn and to be together. So Ecclesia, as we consider this homecoming idea, I hope you would consider and ask yourself, what is my next faithful step? in my walk of faith, in that invitation that God has laid out for me to join him in his redeeming work. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.